Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Physical Digital Tiny Room. I am Michael. I am the host organism of this particular podcast, and I am joined by my symbiotic parasite, Benjamin. Hello. Say hello, Benjamin. We are Benjamin. Very good, because of Venom. Because of Venom. Uh, ben, theme music, do the thing. Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. But I hope someone will make some up for us I don't want to name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel And we're back (laughs) Benjamin Yes uh, we've had great news on the Instagram. Have we? Yes, we have, Benjamin. What's happened on the Instagram? Benjamin, we've been followed by a Marvel actor. What? Yes. Who's followed us on the Instagram? I've actually forgotten the man's real name. Oh, uh, that's a great start to, yeah. to introducing. Uh, Benjamin, we have, I think, because of our staunch support of the TV show Cloak and Dagger. which it is as, staunch. Which, as you know, we're not allowed to legally watch, which is the irony of this situation. Uh we have been followed by Cloak's dad. Oh, no way. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> That's that? unreal. He's, I think he is now our most famous Instagram follower. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty exciting for us. What's what's his name, Ben? I, I can't remember his You're name. You're pretty bad at this. I'm not great line at... And stuff uh, up I'm thing. not great at the whole podcasting yeah, thing, let's be honest. Uh, not your best work. No. Um, look, I can't find... I can't remember his name. Well, that's a straight but, fail. Yeah. But, Ben, on that note... Cloak and Dagger has now finished. Oh. Oh. You asked me if it was good. Was it was it was it pure decent? It was, was it? the finale was fine. Oh, yeah. A look, foppish finale. Look, yeah, it was a TV finale. You know what I mean? Cloak Cloak mainly used his power to trip people. And oh, I don't like that. No, it's not great. I don't like and, that. And um I have to say, Ben, mm. and it it hurts me to say this. Oh no. The people, the, the 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 magic, the force, the dark force, the dark force dimension, whatever it is. Yeah. It made people go mad and did, hyper. I did see some promotional material that featured something akin to a zombie. Yeah, they went kind of rage zombies. Rage virusy. But I think the extras might have been a bit tired. Oh. <laughs> a lot of them oh. didn't look that enraged, to oh. be honest. Uh, was it an Inhumans moment? Did no, oh no, no, no. Inhuman dip in production? No, it didn't go down that low. It was just, I think it was a very ambitious attempt at an ending that it didn't have the budget or the time mm-hmm. or the... Yeah, it, it was on a TV budget. I imagine it was a relatively low budget show. Fair enough. Overall. It seemed like that, but yeah. a good one. Yeah, no, it was good. Um... I got a a shiver the other week Ooh. thinking of wouldn't it have been amazing if when when Thanos landed on Wakanda yeah and everyone was being defeated that if he had been just mid stride and three light daggers had hit him in the chest that'd be nice and then we look over and cloak has teleported dagger there to help that's that's what we want from a that's connected that's universe, what you want from a ben? connected universe. But I, we still haven't established if we do have a fully connected universe yet. Well, they mention things. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I mention here and there. Yeah. Sure. Look, I've just I've just realised, Michael, that I can't, I can't. I'm currently growing stubble for for a particular reason next week. I've just realised I can't scratch my face near the microphone. Or, do it for or ASMR. Get a, yeah. No, look, it looks pretty well. That's wow. This is gold content. Scintillating podcast <laughs> content there. <laughs> 
A man scratching himself. <laughs> Benjamin. Look, yeah. it's still good, though. I yeah. still recommend it. Uh, ASMR or Cloak and Dagger? No, I've no interest in AMS- oh, AMSR. No, you can't even pronounce it right. Automatic That's Magnetic Resonance Systems. They're, they're a burgeoning market in the security sector. Yes. Sure. Look, or all men should resign. <laughs> After the Me Too movement. Yes. Yes. We've hit the nose on the head. Boom. Benjamin, <laughs> still, watch Cloak and Dagger legally when it's available. In other good news, <laughs> then, there's good news about Iron Fist. The Iron, Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. Uh, the good news is hopefully it won't be shit. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers Fists crossed. crossed. Yeah. As they say. Oh, God. Uh, ben, it has been reduced from 13 episodes to 10. Oh, I did hear about this, Michael. You asked me earlier had I heard about that, and I, I, it didn't connect with me because Iron Fist has never really connected with me as a show. Oh, very good. Um, but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I think that's probably a, a wise decision. Look, Ben, I want you to do me a favor and name a Netflix Marvel series that hasn't had too many episodes. You can't! <laughs> I could see you trying. Didn't even give me a chance. Yeah, like, you would have ruined it. There was a slow intake of breath there, and in, in, in an accounting manner, but she took it away. All right, let's, sorry for interrupting, Ben. Uh, I, I want you to take a moment here and tell me a Marvel Netflix series with half, which hasn't had too many episodes. You still can't. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be done, Ben. I knew you were going to cut me off, and I went for it anyway. Oh, I'm a hopeless. I'm a hopeless hoper. Even the Defenders, which was only eight, was too long. Yeah. Defender was awful. It wasn't awful. It, it was, was just awful. not. It wasn't as good as Cloak and Dagger. Weirdly, weirdly, which is now your favorite. I think Cloak and Dagger is. Mm, is it my favorite? Was the ending strong enough to sustain it as my favorite? With foppish finale. The I think the slightly disappointing finale. What are you doing? You look um, like a weevil. Yeah, you're <laughs> just weebling backwards and forwards. Rocking backwards and forwards. <laughs> The <laughs> throw me off my stroke completely there. <laughs> it's not the first time I've thrown someone off their stroke. Don't Benjamin, worry. that's a golfing term, <laughs> not any other sort of term. Are you sure, we've been talking about iron fists and awful lot. Ben, what was I saying? Don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, with the slightly weak finale, I think it might have dropped in behind Jessica Jones season one. Ah. That's my my second favorite. Okay, and just a tiny bit ahead of Daredevil season one. Okay. But that's still pretty good. But going still for an pretty ABC. solid going for an ABC late to the game gig. Yeah, that when we saw the trailers all those years ago, we went, "Oh, this is no, never going to be good." We we were determined for it not to be good. We and almost willed it not to be good, and the universe spited us. Yes, and I think when you finally get around to watching it, Ben, you will thoroughly enjoy imitating Cloak's voice. I'm not allowed to imitate Cloak's voice. No, it's it's not the African Americanness of his voice. Okay. He has a very characteristic breathiness to his voice. It seems like it comes from really far down his windpipe. Oh, down here? No, it's not deep. Oh. It's kind of it is deep, but it's deep and breathless. It's Ooh. kind of like I'm clo- I can't do it. Yeah. But you'll enjoy it. But that's me. that is also the title of Michael's uh, sex tape. Deep and breathless. Yeah, deep and yeah. breathless. Or Ben throws me off my stroke. Oh, Depends on which one you take. God. On. <laughs> God. The Iron Fist, 10 episodes. <laughs> That's all. Ben, there wasn't much comic book news this no, week. No, we had nothing, nothing, nothing. I had a dry week. I had a dry week as well. Something's rattling in the tiny room. Hold there on, let's, on. let's see if we can make this rattle and see if the listeners can hear it. It's, I don't think so. It's the glass cabinet, yeah, I believe. It's one of the action figures. Maybe it's Optimus Prime. Anyway, ben, back to podcast gold. Back to bloody Transformers for a minute. Oh, Take a look up there, Ben. You'll see... This is completely a tangent. Yeah, we have time. That's fine. Take take a look up there. That's Masterpiece Optimus Prime. 
the, the big fella. The big fella there. Big lad. Yeah, the big Optimus Prime looking guy. Yep. That's Masterpiece, Masterpiece Optimus Prime version 2. There's Masterpiece Optimus Prime version 1. Okay. Right? He's bigger. He's Version 1 was bigger. Version 1 is bigger. Version 2 was more in scale with the, the later releases. Okay. They're doing a version 3. Why? To be ever so slightly about 20% more cartoon accurate rather than toy accurate. Oh. Is I, that a good thing? It depends what sort of aesthetic you like. I, I won't I won't lie to you, Michael, and this is going to sound horrifically racist, but Go all on. Transformers look the same to me. Oh! I see. Um, I see it. Animated, animated lives matter, Ben. I'm not sure they do, Michael. Ben, look, let's be honest with the listeners. We've had a technical issue there, and actually half an hour has passed. <laughs> I think it was probably more. That was in, in the middle of that conversation. Shockingly so, long. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, I, th- I think we're talking about an old trailer drop, Michael. Ben Venom. There was, a ven- there was a Venom out. Yeah. Did there, is, there is. Well, the Venom trailer's been out for a while, but Venom trailer number two dropped. Or week. three? Uh, I think this was two. I think was it was it two? two? We had teaser, trailer number oh. one, and now we've trailer number you see, two. the namings. It's the naming conventions. Snaky. Snaky. What did you think of it, Ben? It gave me a little bit more hope than trailer bloody one. Trailer one, yeah. Trailer one was very 90s. Um, you, you really didn't like trailer one I then. Did, I, I would go out and as far as to say that I detested trailer number Vitriolic. one. Vitriolic. Vitriolic hatred. Yes, was your description. Yeah, it was it. it was going to be awful, um, Michael. This looks a little bit better. Not 100% better. Right. But a little bit better. Um, and the reason for that is we got to see a bit more of the characterization of um, Venom symbiote as opposed to Tom Hardy being moody Tom Hardy. Um and it looks like they're at least doing a half-decent attempt at a genuine Venom personality. It's not just a dark inside voice anymore. It's, you know, the weird, odd, uncomfortable yeah, uncomfortable Venom. Like, one of the lines that came from the trailer, which I thought was very good, uh, was where he talks about all the different snacks he could have yes. and so little time. That's an, a direct adaptation from one of the comic books. Oh, good. Of one of Venom and Eddie Brock's first outings. And the bit where he says, I'll rip off your arms. And then your legs. And then you'll be like a turd. Rolling down the street. I don't think that's a very venomy voice. But um, it also looks like they polished the CGI a bit more. Yeah. Um, for this one. I liked the coming around Tom Hardy's head thing. The hood effect mm-hmm. of the jaw. And the half and half face. And back. the maw. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of both a going fa- on. A, a, a favourite trope of Marvel. Yeah. It seems like the internet's been losing its mind. Pausing it on the weird symbiote face off that we had in the middle of the trailers well, of the flash they're pulling each other um, apart looks to be a tech augmented symbiote that I'm guessing the CEO of the company has built Rezanite. to take on couldn't tell you is that who it is yeah fair enough uh, that Reza Ahmed uh, has made to take on the symbiote and it makes big axe hands yeah I think it's I think it's supposed to be a proto carnage maybe yeah it looks very much like carnage uh, proto carnage with the L sharp blade runies it's definitely not carnage though it's not well we can't have carnage just yet is it riot uh, it could be riot could, could it be, might be riot could be a bloody riot <laughs> I predict a riot what did you think of the look Per se, I don't like that venom. You moved so quickly on from my Kaiser Chiefs job. I predict a riot. I predict a riot. Yeah. Anyway, um, what do you think of the? Sorry, the look per se. I am actually venom. a lot more hopeful of the venom. Um, it's very classic venom, which I like. Did you see Todd McFarlane hated Todd McFarlane's uh, breakdown of his opinion of it? I, do I? Do I? First of, okay. There's two questions I have here. Do I have to care about Todd McFarlane's opinion? Well, he did invent the character, didn't he? He did. It, 
He invented the character in as much as he, he came up with a 90s thing with lots of veins and it was very aggressive and violent in the way that he invents all his characters where he comes up with a weird gooey thing that gets taken over by something is very violent and oddly anti-heroish. He likes a weird gooey thing. He likes a weird gooey thing. I think he I think he has a bit of a male reproductive fluid fetish. Oh, Ben. And I think it directs an awful lot of his work. Oh. And I just think Todd McFarlane's I don't think he's a very creative guy. So you're saying he's jizz obsessed? I'm. That's what I'm saying. Todd McFarlane is jizz obsessed. Jizz obsessed. Ben wants to go on the record with that. He he did a little video where he oh. analysed his opinion of the look of Venom, and he made some good points. Well, he, go on. He, first of all, he keeps calling himself God instead of Todd. Hey guys, it's God McFarlane. If if they would let me be called that, because I'm it's just one letter that did he actually make that joke? Yeah, he's oh, a weird, he's a weird guy. Anyway, clearly. Uh, his main his main critique of it is that the eyes slant downwards and in together and he thinks they might be a bit too close together and a bit too soft and smiley looking and he gives them a backward curling kind of hook more like the original character. like the original character and it does look a bit more sinister sinister that could still be tweaked though they made a lot of jumps from the first one to the from trailer number one to trailer number two Yes, but he looks suitably big and imposing. He and looks really big and imposing. Yeah. Uh, you finally got your first full body, body look at uh, Venom and he's the big hulking kind of creature. That, yeah, he you know, should be. I'm enjoying that it's not just Tom Hardy in skin tight CGI. Yes, get out of here, um, Topher Grace. It's a completely different kind of... That was one of the big criticisms. Well, not one of the only criticisms I would have had of Venom in the Spider-Man 3, but he's quite small. He's yes, not. He's it's it's just tiny. Topher Grace with a little bit of with a little bit of steroids. He's basically just an evil black Spider-Man. Yeah, which well, isn't this um, is full-on Venom. Yeah. Did you see the fan image that someone edited of uh, Venom holding uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man? Yes, I did. I did it's see very that. Very good. Image. Very very good image. Hopefully, it never happens. Mm, I don't think it can. Yeah, I just don't think it can. Because then you see they've bloody greenlit a Craven movie. They just. Sony Sony's just it, clinging to the, the cold remnants of what they have it won't work Craven is not that big a Spider-Man well he's big to hardcore Spider-Man fans but he hasn't got any appeal. everybody knows who Venom is no disagree D- disagree everyone who's listening to this is probably aware of Venom but not everyone knows who Venom is really no for hmm. sure I doubt my mother knows who Venom is I doubt your mother knows who I am she does does she yeah she is Aww. thanks Mrs. Is. Leonard Oh. Oh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, me being a symbiote from outer space that yes. your mother knows. Um, yeah, not not everyone knows who Venom is. Okay, but I would have I would have argued that he would be one of the better known Spider Man villains. Um, villains, uh, Doctor Octopus, Doc Ock. Yeah, um, I don't think Spider Man in comic book circles, Spider Man's villains are certainly kind of up there with Batman's villains, but the general public doesn't know Spider Man's villains that well. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, There's a lot more... Look, I'm not trying to disagree with you too much. No, no. Peep, there is a lot more name recognition to Venom than Craven. Yeah, I think so. But I think Craven's a very obscure pick. Craven's one great story, Craven's Last Hunt, yeah. is a Spider-Man story. Yeah. Which is another problem with this whole Sony universe of Spider-Man ancillary characters. In that it's lacking the titular character. The, where's the Spider-Man? That all these small little planets orbit around. I was thinking about this the other day, Ben. And I was thinking, maybe our listeners will have some suggestions for this. Yes. We've already gone off track. Uh, Doesn't I was thinking, can you think of any characters whose origins are inextricably linked to another character who are then, someone tries to relaunch them without that link? Because that's what's happening well, with Venom. They're doing it with the Joker now. 
The Joaquin Phoenix Joker The Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Has no tie-in. And that's official now, by the way. Sorry, that is actually happening now. Mm. Um, I don't know if we've touched on that since it's... We we discussed it, I think, when it was kind of a rumour. It's now officially happening. DC is launching its own joker movie yeah, without the batman it seems a bit of an unusual choice uh, it is an exceptionally unusual choice um <laughs> in that joker literally defines himself in opposition to batman and has traditionally since his origin um done that he dies in the original batman comic that he featured in mm-hmm. and he survives or he comes back based on his newfound obsession with this man who defeated him but isn't that what you've just described there ben isn't that also venom it's also venom because venom defines himself in hatred of spider-man so ben you've hit the nail on the head there let's move on to our our segment fair enough yeah ben what what even what, is our segment what even Michael? is our segment ben what even is venom what even is venom well venom, venom is traditionally okay well you need to separate venom into two things you very interestingly at the start of the episode said oh, that thanks, you're ben. the you're the host michael the, yes, host, the organism, host organism yes. and i am your symbiotic parasite yes ben we yeah. are ben um yeah venom. so uh, Benham. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah. Benham it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's very important in the relationship of Venom to its host. It works as two things. You have to have a host for the symbiote, which mm-hmm. is Venom. Venom is a parasitic organism but that inhabits it, his host. Then is it not the case that the symbiote, the, the gooey black thing, yes. doesn't actually have a name? It doesn't. It's only Venom when it's merged with the host. It is, yeah. It's only Venom when it has a host because mm. the the symbi- Okay, it's the symbiote without a host, um, and then you have your host who has been a, a number of uh, characters. Don't get me started, years. Ben. Yeah, well, well, we are going to get started eventually, started. Michael. That's the point. Um, yeah, but I think interestingly, um, he came, it came from outer space. Um, it's an alien symbiote, an alien organism, sometimes that attaches itself to other people. Um, Sometimes. it needs a host to be let's, truly let's efficient clarify yourself Ben here are you talking about the original run from the comic books we we are probably going to focus I think for now right. on the original run from the comic books oh, that's certainly we? what I that, no 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 are you, we Ben you covered this week you, I think you the, co- look you don't tell me what to do okay fair enough <laughs> Very, very interesting Venom-style conversation. I tell you what to do. You don't tell me. We are Venom. You Benham. will fulfill our will. We're Venom. Venom. Well, I'm Venom. No, we are Venom. Don't, don't know what you are. You're um, anyway. <laughs> Getting back to our original topic, because yeah. that was very off-topic. Uh, I focused this week mainly on the comic book representation of right. the symbiote right. and its host. Right. And you focused on, on outside comic book. Yeah, uh, appearances yeah, I think yeah, for the yeah, most yeah, part well, yeah. um, so probably to start his most famous host is Eddie Brock right um, when he becomes the villainous Venom but the symbiote didn't start with Eddie Brock it started with our favourite web slinger Peter Parker my, not my favourite web, sli- web slinger he's, he's not my web slinger he's not my favourite web slinger who's your favourite web slinger um, Gwen Stacy Gwen 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 Stacy yeah Gwen Derpool no Spider no. Gwen Spider Gwen. Oh yeah. Or Ghost Spider as she's called now. Oh. Which I think is a dreadful name. It's a terrible name yeah, for a she's character. Being played by uh Marvel hanger on Dove Cameron. Who's in, that? She was in Agents of Shield. Oh. She has blonde hair and a large Instagram following. Uh, <laughs> and she is Okay. <laughs> she's playing her in Marvel Rising and possibly in Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I'm not sure though. Yeah, don't don't yeah. Well, um, anyway. Anyway. Um, it came from the Secret Wars mm. saga. Um, 
<laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> so basically, Spider-Man went off to Battleworld, um, got the snot kicked out of him, uh, needed a new suit, it got torn to bits. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent Spider-Man to a place where he could get a new suit made. A suit making machine. A suit making, well, it's more of a suit making factory or an armament factory, right. I suppose. Um, while he's there, he stumbles across a containment unit or vessel right. um, in that is a tiny little sliver of black goo um, are you sure about this I think that's how it works in the no am I wrong I think you've gotten this backwards a little bit okay how have I gotten it backwards because he goes to Thor and says Thor how come your costume's not all wrecked and Thor goes verily Spider-Man I found a machine to fix costumes and then Spider-Man goes into the mach- machine but he finds the wrong machine. Ah, okay. And he accidentally... This might be a retcon, though. It could and be. And he accidentally activates the symbiote prison machine instead of... The yeah, no, that's that's what I'm talking about. I just I just worded it... Poorly. Awfully. Poorly. Verily. <laughs> I did word it poorly. Um, yeah, but... Um, so basically, he unwittingly unleashes the, the symbiote and it bonds with him kind of apropos of nothing. He, he kind of finds it and... And um, he then dons that suit and he mm-hmm. goes back to Earth and yeah. he finds that it gives him a massive tactical combat advantage mm-hmm. um, and he keeps the suit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Spider-Man, yeah. it, it makes him very dark and moody. Yeah, it gives him um, a fringe. Because it's been retconned later that when the, the because it's a living organism, its mm-hmm. own hormones and stuff interact with the host and usually make them more aggressive mm. um, that's what's wrong with me today that's what's wrong with you you're you're just you're a victim of symbiote hormones and the half hour of audio problems and the half hour of audio problems yeah we have a, a love hate relationship with our audacity symbiote um, yeah anyway um, so he eventually abandons the suit because he beats is it the shocker he beats within an inch of his life uh, comic no I don't think so I can't remember anyway he assaults someone to within an inch of their life mm-hmm. and realises and then he has a parting of the ways he goes to a church for mm-hmm. a real moody moment yeah. tries to get rid of the suit yeah. first of all he tries to get rid of the suit initially and the suit doesn't want to leave because it's bonded to him now mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of goes to a church to contemplate and he unwittingly finds the secret to the symbiote's weakness so the symbiote has two key weaknesses yeah. in the comic books he has fire and he has sound oh. uh, sonic sound in particular I think all sound is sonic but oh. weaponized sound I think right. is, is a better way of looking at it so he stands next to a church bell the church bell goes off and the symbiote separates from him right. in this moment the suit. Um, so that stage he still thinks it's just a suit right? it's just a suit mm-hmm. yeah it's a weird suit but we find out then it's not just a suit it's not just a suit um, it, and we find this out for a number of reasons yeah. um, so later on in that same run mm-hmm. um, Eddie Brock who is a competing photographer for the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. has just lost his job to Peter Parker because Peter yeah. Parker is always the one that gets the snaps of Spider-Man. J. Jonas Jameson loves him, thinks he's great for getting all these photographs and he drops Eddie Brock who is a, a less successful photographer. Um, is he a photographer or a reporter? Yeah, I think you're recounting the animated series. Oh, damn it, here, I'm, getting the, my, I'm getting my origins confused. I think you're confused. doing the animated series. Okay. Because in the comics, he's a reporter and he names someone as a serial killer. Oh, it's, uh, it's the Sin Eater. Yeah, yeah, the Sin Eater. And, and he's he wrong. He turns out to be wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. And, and that's so why he loses his job. He gets dropped for that. Parker. Um, anyway, he goes to contemplate this at the same church where Parker was separated from his mm-hmm. symbiote. Um, and for a number of reasons, uh, first of all, Eddie Brock is a big fitness freak he's a, he's a burly man um, but that's very important in later arcs he's got the guns um, he is defined as having Olympic level strength 
Oh, um, like because he? he's that into fitness. Um, and he has a really strong hatred for... Is it Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man catches the actual Sin Eater and reveals him to be... Yeah, there you go. The actual person. And Eddie Brock hates Spider-Man. Yes. So the symbiote, which has been recovering in hiding yes. in this church, mm-hmm. uh, kind of stitching itself back together, mm-hmm. is really drawn to Eddie Brock. First of all, for his superior physical strength. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, for his burning hatred of Spider-Man. Yeah. Because the symbiote now has a serious case of rejection uh, issues. Um, I have and, a burning hatred of the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus. Yeah, and then one day you'll bond with a symbiote and take it on in New York. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Um, and so they bond together <laughs> and they become Venom. We are Venom. Uh, and one of the really interesting things which you just touched on there is they refer to themselves as we yes, when they're bonded together. Organisms. Um, and this is traditionally where a lot of the Venom dynamic comes from. Um, Eddie always refers to the symbiote as his other. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's kind of like a loving relationship. It's a really it, it kind of that kind of developed. But anyway, Go on. Michael, you mentioned the animated series. Go on, Ben. Right. Well, I'm going to cut across you there, Go Ben, on. and talk about the animated series. The thing about it, the whole Venom, Ben. When did Venom? Venom. Give me a date for Venom. There. Oh, that's a good question. Todd McFarlane. Uh, tell me, it would have been 90s. No, 86. Is it 86? It's 84 or 86. Is it 84 or 86? Yeah. I'll, I'll check it while you, you recount while the I series. Recount. Go on. So anyway, right? The the Spider-Man animated series, Benjamin, came out in 1994. Mm. So when the Spider-Man animated series was in the planning stages, let's say 93, Venom was only... Go on. It's 1988. For the black suit. Uh, No, that's 1984. The black suit is 1984. um, As Venom, 1988. So four-year gap. Right. So um, when the... When the Black, when Spider-Man the Animated Series was in production, yes, uh, Venom had only been an extent character for five or six years. Yeah, so that I mean, he's looked back as like a classic Spider-Man villain now, but he was but very he new. And the thing that the animated series does amazingly well mm. is wrap it all all of the coincidences and slightly stretch logics and stuff. It wraps them up much better, much better. than the comic. Mm. It does a really good job. So. You, you take away Battle World because remember this was the first series of Spider-Man you can't have him going off to an alien planet with some sort of all-powerful thing and nope. getting into a scrape and accidentally impregnating himself with a symbiote so instead <laughs> so instead J. Jonah Jameson's son and Ben bit of trivia did you know that the actor who played J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man animated series was also the head of the Screen Actors Guild it's Will Asner yeah. or not Asner Ed Asner yeah, yeah, I don't know. Ed Asner. Anyway, Spider Man. Yeah, him. Yeah. So he, his son brings back the symbiote by mistake, and it crash lands in New York. New York. Yeah, and um, the 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 symbiote causes the pilots to crash. Yeah, and then Kingpin sends the rhino. Yes, to, to go get it. A man who is dressed like a rhinoceros. That was his first introduction in the animated series as was. well. I think, and yeah. it wasn't Paul Giamatti in a giant suit. No, it was a man who dressed as a rhinoceros. Paul he Giamatti, has... who was inexplicably Russian. Yeah, weird. That whole thing was weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he has a great line. Spider Man says, "Where did you come from?" And the rhino says, "Joyzy." <laughs> and he brilliant. Pushed, he gets him in an old bear um, hook. He also later on, Rhino says, "I got to finish you off, wall crawler. I have to go home and polish my horn." <laughs> <laughs> that, made me, uh, that made me laugh as an uh, adult. Classic nineties past the censor jokes. Anyway, what was I saying? Yes. So they they, they do a crash. Yeah. And Spider Man gets a bit of the suit on him purely accidentally. Accidentally. So it's. 
a coincidence that it ends up on him. Mm. But it's also not that much of a coincidence because, of course, Spider-Man would go to where the accident was yeah. and be infected and Venom, the, the symbiote... He goes to would, save the day in New York. Yeah, and the symbiote would choose him because he's the strongest and the, the most powerful around. Yeah. Um, so he becomes... There's kind of, in every Spider-Man origin... Yeah. Uh, sorry, in every Venom origin, there's the, the series of stages. There's the alien costume, mm-hmm. although it's not always an alien. These days, sometimes it's a bioweapon or, oh, yeah. or a genetic oh, creature or something. Occasionally, his father is the one who created it in secret. Yeah, like, Richard oh, Parker and God. whatnot. So anyway, there's the, there's the evil costume. Mm. Well, there's the alien costume that gives him more powers. Yeah. Then it starts turning him evil. Yeah. Then he struggles to get rid of it. Yeah. Then it merges with Eddie Brock. Yes. Apropos of nothing, usually. Usually. But... Just happens to find him. Right. But this series, the animated series, merges that all beautifully into one. Because it's when Peter Parker is evil because of the evil Spider-Man. That's when Eddie Brock is trying trying to get his job and whatnot. Yeah. So Eddie Brock loses his job because of Spider-Man and hates him. Yeah. And when Spider-Man is beating up Shocker... Uh, and he's, he might be coming close to killing him, and that's when Spider-Man realizes the the suit is evil. Yeah, she, Eddie Brock has also come to the church to track Spider-Man down. Ah, there are much much fewer coincidences. Uh. He's followed him there, and he attacks him with a Morning Star, and it doesn't go well. Nice, but also there's a great bit of character development because Spider-Man grabs Eddie Brock, webs him up. Hangs him over the ledge and goes, "We'll save you for later." It's like, "Ooh, Ooh. that's creepy. That's horrible." Like a Spider-Man. And yeah. um, so then, when he loses the he loses the, the suit in the iconic way, the bell rings. Yeah, the bell rings. The bells. The bells. But, but it drips straight down onto Eddie Brock, and no more waiting four years between appearances and everything. Yep. It's just a real concise uh, venom origin. Succinct way to tell a story. Yeah, I, I think it's the favorite origin as well because generally when it's been adapted. In later editions, it's been it's used the that kind of. Well, it has definitely coloured your opinion because yeah, it's shaped mine. You're mixed, mixing them up. My my relationship with with Spider Man is firmly based on the animated series mm-hmm. as opposed to the comics. I would have seen the animated series on Fox Kids when it was out originally. Um, I would have seen it from that, mm-hmm. and I always remember. I still can't read a Spider-Man comic without hearing the theme music when Action King's up. You know, the... You know, the... That's the Lone Ranger. No, no, no. It's the... the Lone Ranger, Ben. No, it's not the Lone Ranger. It's the Amazing Spider-Man theme music whenever things got really tense. It was the... No. And it was no, it's not the no, Lone not Ranger. It's the That's not no, no. The Lone Ranger is din, 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 din. No, that's no, not. It's not. not. <laughs> you're, you're the worst at music. That? That's anyway, that. you know the theme tune I'm talking about. Yeah, it though. goes. It goes at the start. It goes. It's all techno and nineties. No, no, but no. He also has the full orchestral score that backs up the tense moments in the show. Um, it's the din. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna try and do it again. We'll we'll include a link to the theme music down below. Um, not Ben singing it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that would have been. I still can't read the comics without hearing that theme music. Um, Even though you can't hear. And it, he really. that that series was really formative for Spider-Man in terms of how it kind of shaped a lot of his villains mm-hmm. after that. I mean, the Kingpin got a really central link to Spider-Man. He was originally a Daredevil. Was he? Uh, oh no, it's the other way around. Is it? Mm. It's the other way around. Mm. Yeah, um, but like it really shaped his relationship with with the kingpin and, and how that kind of worked. Even yeah, the purple pinstripe trousers with mm. the big white blazer. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it's kind of it's interesting in that regard. Um, oh, hang on, Kingpin was a Daredevil villain initially. No, was he? the whole Vanessa arc was he was part of the. I'm I'm almost certain. Well, look, I'm almost certain. We have a famous section. Um, just we have a famous time. section just for my mistakes. So I'll I'll check that out. Um, I'm gonna check that on my phone. But yeah, moving on from there. Hold on. I'm start, I'm gonna Go I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. Go I'm gonna on. let you finish, let Ben. You finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But 1994 Spider-Man the animated series has one of the best dream sequences. Oh yeah. For Spider-Man and Venom in Peter Parker's mind forgot, fighting over. Forgot about that. And that is really great. It's almost a Sandman-esque sequence. Um it's it's like a horror sequence with this big inky this big inky horrible venom Even symbiote. Even the the original Spider-Man suit is really weird, yes. warped and twisted weird, kind of yeah. gangly Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Really good. By comparison, yeah, that comes from the comics as well, but the the animated series actually did it better, Ben. Yeah. By comparison in 2007 Spider-Man 3 when he's having the sequence where he's dreaming and Venom is taking over or the suit is taking over. Yeah. It's just flashbacks to all the bad things that happen in his life. Real yeah. boring. Real boring stuff. And then the interesting thing is the suit kind of takes him for a spin. Yes. Um, if you'll excuse the terrible spider pun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and he wakes up in the middle of New York hanging upside down. Yeah, in both both versions. Of oh, to see. Yes, oh, that happens in both. Oh, good. And he says, um, Parker, how'd you get here? Yeah, it's one of those things. You were absolutely right, Kingpin, uh, 1967, Spider-Man number 50. And in episode, Ben's Retractions. Yes, in episode, Ben's Retractions on the spot. Um, yeah, but what has kind of made him so formative is his iteration as Venom uh, with Eddie Brock. They're yes. kind of the traditional thing. That, that's certainly what I always think of when I think of Venom. Um, and he's this huge hulking monstrous creature mm. um, kind of very much the embodiment of Eddie Brock's hatred um, for the thing exactly um, not the thing Benjamin Green uh, for Spider-Man sorry um, and I think one of the really um, one of the really terrifying villains for me certainly again formatively from the Spider-Man animated series yes because he has a number of effects on Spider-Man um, doesn't trigger his spider sense yes he's so he can actually rich. sneak up on um Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He yeah. can camouflage himself. Yeah. Um, so he can appear from nowhere and he can turn invisible. Uh, attack, yeah, and attack him. He can turn and, into a sharp Italian suit. <laughs> and he can blend into clothes. Um but he's also Not much clothes, ben. he was much stronger. A sharp Italian suit. A sharp Italian suit, my mistake. He's much stronger. One of the most upsetting um childhood memories I have of a cartoon yeah. is when the woman comes to visit Eddie Brock in prison wearing Venom as a coat oh. um, and she has the weird creepy kind of echo voice mm. when she speaks to Eddie I don't know why that freaked me out so much as a kid but it mm. really did and then the suit kind of attacks him and rebonds with him that's the return of Venom that's the return that's of Venom the it's not part. the original Venom saga um, here Ben Ben look yeah I see what you're saying about this big giant hulking Venom mm-hmm. And it's great. I love a big giant hulking venom. We were about seven minutes, so we're about 32 minutes. Oh, no, we're fine. Now. We're fine. Um, a big giant hulking venom is great. You know who's not a big giant hulking man? Who? Topher Grace. No, he's a very, very skinny man. He's a little skinny man. A little skinny man. Do you think that he was cast in 2007 Spider-Man 3 because of his kind of physical match for Tobey Maguire? Um... I'm not necessarily... I don't know why he was cast. No, in, he was a terrible choice. He had frosted tips, as I recall. He did have frosted um, tips. Very 90s. Very 90s. Um, for a not very 90s movie. That was 2003? 2007. 2007? Yeah. No right to frosted no. tips in 2007. Get out of here with your um, tips. So I don't know how he kind of got that one. Um, he was awful. And they did the half face with the sharp teeth. It was Topher Grace with like mm-hmm. a mouthpiece 
and like they would kind of sit up around his like he was all tired it was just awful he's also in it very little Venom yeah he gets he was that was a studio decision yes to have the three different villains I mm-hmm. think Sam Raimi probably just wanted Sandman uh, sand, and a Sandman and, and possibly finish the Harry Osborne arc mm-hmm. um, kind of bring that full circle and they made him stuff an L Venom, Venom in, in because he is a fan favourite he is and one of the worst things about it Ben is the level of pure cosmic coincidence that happens in that movie. Yeah, there's no need. Spider-Man is on a date with Mary Jane in a park and the Venom symbiote literally falls out of the sky 20 feet away from them Yeah, and climbs onto his motorbike. That's it. There's no further explanation. It just falls out of the sky. It's not. It doesn't crash land on a shuttle and of course Spider-Man goes to save it because he's Spider-Man. He's yeah. just a man in the park on a date Happens to be found by... And this thing falls out of the sky. Terrible Literally writing. falls out of the sky. Terrible writing. And then later, when Peter Parker gets Eddie Brock fired, because Eddie Brock's a real dickhead. He is a real dickhead. He is a real dickhead in this. But yeah. he gets him fired, and he says, if you want forgiveness, find religion. And then Eddie Brock takes that literally and goes to church. Yeah. And he happens to go to the church... Where the symbiote where is. Spider-Man is having the confrontation with the suit. <sighs> Cosmic coincidences Terrible. all around. But... The thing about 2007 Spider-Man 3 is it does hit all kind of four aspects of the Venom origin story. He was just inhabited by a really bad actor, so it didn't really get a great shakedown. And the cosmic coincidence of it all. Um, Everything happened, everything has to be stupidly coincidental because they only have 20 minutes to do it. But they also took away a really key component of the Venom symbiote, which is he's not intelligent in the, he doesn't quip or anything like that in the 2007 movie. He just screeches a lot when he's in full Venom mode. Uh, he does. He recoils his face to be Eddie. Yeah, Brock but it's, again. it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's it's Eddie Brock, and then when the symbiote is in full control, he's like kind of a weird screeching lunatic monster. Lunatic monster thing. That's not what Venom tradition is. Venom is because... Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> but dum bumps. That was awful. <laughs> like, you, you. like you. Like oh, I am a giant Bieber. I'm a believer. Um, that's not true. Uh, thankfully, but. One of the great things about... I, I actually put this question out to Reddit because he's had so many iterations and I was kind of curious as to what Reddit. people... The Reddit. The Reddit. Um, so the Spider-Man Reddit, and I, because I'm kind of interested. And a lot of people cited two very important influences, the animated series yes. and the PS1 game oh, uh, that was good. based on the animated series. Oh. And one of the things that really is unsettling about Venom mm-hmm. when he's combined with Eddie Brock is they first of all always refer to themselves as we. We are Venom. And they're really bizarrely zany and twisted mm. for what they are. This mm-hmm. this characterization came from his run in a run called Lethal Protector, Venom Lethal Protector in the comic books, where he has a lot of quips and stuff like that. He's the fast-talking webhead version, but a very sinister version, because Spider-Man is famous for always talking. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be something that the symbiote has taken, taken from, from Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, he, is just, he talks just as much as the original Spider-Man, but in a really twisted way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he'll shove his hand into someone's stomach and operate their hand or hit their mouth with his hand yeah. and he'll have a conversation with them oh, that's not good. and he's like this is a really good look for you and he's like yeah I think so too like he has these really weird twisted moments and it's like it is very much in every sense a darker version of Spider-Man it's not just bigger stronger mm-hmm. monstrous looking he takes all the things that Spider-Man is famous for and he twists them into this strange even quips thing even the quips mm-hmm. and it's really Interesting to kind of see that take form. Now, unfortunately... Go on, Ben. Unfortunately. Go on, Ben. To give Eddie Brock a bit of depth... Yeah. In the comics, he mm-hmm. gets cancer. 
at oh, one point. No. And it's strongly implied that he gets cancer from the symbiote. Yeah, that would make sense. As an alien force that mm-hmm. came to Earth. Yeah. Um, and it's strongly implied that this is the case. So they go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the symbiote kind of goes into a limbo period. And it ends up much, much later um, in a different run of Spider-Man. It ends up in a, a supervillain auction. Yes. Um, where they, you know, the the original Scorpion suit is up for grabs mm-hmm. and, and stuff like this. And a mob boss buys the symbiote. Which one? Um, the Kingpin? No, no, it's not It's not a legit... It's suddenly an Italian mob... Oh, the Magia. Uh, th- that comes from somewhere. I'm not sure who it is. But he buys it for his son in a really unusual uh, fashion. His son is kind of wimpy and he wants to man his son up, so he buys him an alien symbiote for him to bond with and become a big threat. That's why I bought you one. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, zing. Uh, but anyway... Go on. This run is bizarre because what happens is um, this guy takes on Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the new suit. Yes. And the cowardice of the host, he tries to escape. Right. Venom is so displeased with... Well, the symbiote. The symbiote is so displeased with being paired with this person yeah. that it leaves him mid-jump. Right. Um, so the, the mob boss's son plummets to his death. <laughs> and the symbiote goes out to find a new host. Right. So this, this, another interesting thing here is it shows the symbiote as its separate personality. And this mm-hmm. is the start of this strong love affair kind of thing between Eddie Brock and the symbiote. The symbiote had always had a mind of its own, but it was never given characterization of its own. It was always a living entity that would try to find things. Mm-hmm. And Lethal Protector kind of showed it a little bit where they would have conversations in their head. Yeah. But now you get this sense of the symbiote having agency and choosing who it mm. found and how it picked certain people and, you know, that kind of thing. But not wimps. But not wimps. Doesn't like a wimp. No. Doesn't like a wimp. So, rather unusually, who it found after that was Mac Gargan, who was the original Scorpion. Yes. Okay? Um, and in, he was in Homecoming. He was in Homecoming for the briefest of... Yeah. Was he in Homecoming? He was. He's the arms dealer who Spider-Man accidentally scars uh, on the on the boat. Is that Mac Gargan? Yeah. Ah. And he's going to be back. He's going to be back. Excellent. Um, He was a real science one. He was bonded to uh, a big suit. Yeah, like the rhino. Couldn't get out of it. Um, Getting bonded to a giant animal themed suit. That's how you become a Spider-Man villain. Big Spider-Man thing. Science. Science gone awry. Science is a bad bloke, isn't it? Bad bad egg in the Spider-Man world. But anyway. If you could be permanently bonded to some sort of animal themed suit, what animal would it be? I would be a mink. I'm the mink. I'd have to change very few, very little of my ideas. So perfect for Just you. scribble an N over the C. <laughs> it's so... I'm the mink! I, I, what would I be? I what's, what's interesting? No, you wouldn't be something interesting. Seal man. Seal man. <laughs> like seal. Sealman. Wow. Um, there used to be a seal man alone on the coast. Keep going. You <laughs> became a seal man. That's what I fear the most. That was pretty do, good. Do, do uh, anyway, again, uh, Mac Argan was a terrible idea for Host. He wanted to get revenge on on Spider Man, yeah. obviously, um, and so he became the new thing. This was right as Norman Osborn took over as the head of Shield. Um, oh. This was a whole thing way back in around 2008, 2009, I the, think. The Evil Shield. Yeah, Evil Shield. This was after the events of Hammer? of the Scroll Invasion. Yeah, Hammer. Yes. Um, so he became the head of Hammer and he recruited a new team of Thunderbolts. Uh, Thunderbolts are the government-run villain rehabilitation program. Kind of a rip-off of Suicide Squad. 
right. from DC. Um, it's their version. They're called the Thunderbolts. And he recruits this Venom into that. Um, this is where it gets really interesting. Go on. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. All oh, right. I'm just looking at something else. Um, <laughs> the, symbiote, the symbiote is kind of interesting here and gets more characterization as a monster. Um, Go on, yeah. It makes Mac Gargan eat people and mm. stuff like that. And Mac Gargan Pancreas. has an identity crisis where people frequently refer to him as a monster mm. um, and he's like I'm not a monster and he has this fall down mm-hmm. so naturally the symbiote thinks him weak and it leaves him eventually is it Matt Gargan who is the black suited Spider-Man in Norman Osborn's Dark Avengers yes well, it is him yes that's mm. him so he has three, he has uh, three forms right um, he has black suited Spider-Man right he has, which is the classic black costume classic black and Matt Gargan inside. As designed by uh, that guy we were talking about. That earlier. guy. Uh, r- uh, sorry, here it is. Randy Schuler. Oh, I forgot the most interesting part. Tell that sorry. story. Tell that story. Um, and then so we'll this go story back is kind Matt of interesting. Gargan. As we said, um, the black costume was introduced in 1984. Yes. Um, and Two years after I was introduced. Really, tragically for this guy, it was, mm-hmm. it was a fan-suggested idea from a guy called Randy Schuler. Randy um, Schuler. And in... In return for his idea, which is one of the iconic runs of Spider-Man, uh-huh. he was offered $200. Well, he wasn't offered. He was given. He was given $200 and he took it. Yeah. And then it's gone on to become one of his most iconic looks, which is yeah. a real shame for Randy Schuler. I don't know. But, I'd like um, to be part of it. The thing about Randy said, Randy uh, originally recommended a black suit with a red spider on the chest, oh. which you'll be familiar with as being the look of Canole. Oh, yeah. Noel. Canole. Canole. Yeah. No, Noel has a dragon on his chest. He doesn't have a spider yeah, on his chest. Yeah, but it's still a red thingy. Thing. Yeah, red same thing. Thingy. So, yeah, that's that's what kind of happened there. Um, Good job, Randy. But anyway, this monstrous version. So this is where the, the symbiote kind of completely separates from his host. Yeah. And it becomes a strange, uh, estranged, and it gets lost, mm-hmm. um, basically. And it goes through a whole bunch of different iterations. Eddie Brock comes back for a while. He doesn't come back for Classic a while. Um, but Eddie then becomes a, a, a separate thing altogether. But anyway, notwithstanding that, it's kind of interesting. And this was where the symbiote really got its own personality and became its own thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the characterization of the symbiote changed. Right. It became a very needy thing. Yeah. And it, then it became a thing of the symbiote needing a host. Right. Um, and it, it kind of changed that relationship because originally the symbiote was just something that fed on its host. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of changed here and there. But then it became a far more emotional creature right. than what we were used to. And it began seeking Eddie again. It wanted Eddie's Eddie best. Um, back. So anyway, Eddie Brock was reintroduced a little bit later, um, still suffering from cancer. Yeah. Um, and he was in kind of a, a homeless shelter. Um, he was helping out at the homeless shelter mm-hmm. um, with Peter Parker's Aunt May. Classic. One yeah. of the people. Um, and a, vill- a Spider-Man villain called... Uh, Something Lee, I can't remember, but it's Mr. Negative, right? Uh, the Negative Man or Mr. Negative. Um, and this guy has all kinds of powers for... He's always complaining. Uh, one of <laughs> That's very good. Uh, but anyway, he has this ability to kind he never of... never comes up with any solutions, only problems. <laughs> anyway, he has yeah. this ability to swap things right um, so he turns them into their dark version or their light version oh. so he is in contact with Eddie so if he touched Spock Spock would grow a goatee and become evil yeah possibly right possibly okay. um, but he kind of um, 
touched Eddie and charged him in a different uh, direction. So the next time Eddie meets the symbiote, which is completely by accident, Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the symbiote are having a battle. Another coincidence. They crash to the wall in, in this soup kitchen that Eddie's working in. Mm-hmm. The symbiote sees Eddie and launches straight towards him because it wants to rebond with Eddie. It's never it's forgotten Eddie. Best, yeah. Eddie, it's like the notebook, but with an alien symbiote. And Eddie Brock is played by Ryan Gosling. It's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. um, it was never over. You know. You really like that like, movie. I love you? that movie. It's yeah. great. Great movie. Be um, fan of the goose. So they run. I love. I have uh, Big Daddy Gosling. Mm. Little Daddy Gosling. No, he's, he's pretty small, he's isn't he? Buff as heck. Um, you've clearly never seen Crazy Stupid Love. I clearly haven't been. Clearly. Anyway. Perfectly fitted trousers and a topless scene. Get in. <laughs> um, so anyway, the moment they touch. Yes. Um, the negative charge that Mr. Negative has given to Eddie yeah. transforms him into something new. He becomes anti-Venom, oh. which is a big white version with a black spider symbol. So, Venom is his own nephew. Yeah, kind of. Um, so it's this bizarre thing where Venom. I've done it. Anti-Venom. Oh god! Like he's his auntie. Auntie. Ah, Ve- uh, leave it. Podcast. Podcast is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that was the introduction of a new anti-venom anyway yeah who cares about that the heel and the rear of the jig is yeah. um, Eddie Brock is the most famous host yes but he's gone through many other hosts yes there's also been uh, so the symbiote is kind of interesting in that it's been experimented on mm. a number of times um, sometimes while he was sometimes Eddie Brock men uh, sometimes, sometimes with ladies. women and it's a non-judgmental environment yeah. we here at the podcast don't condone or miscondone miscondone that's not a word <laughs> we don't uh, besmirch we don't judge we don't you know if the venom symbiote wants to go live off its and life. Just live its it life yeah, just be its own, be its own. let the symbiote do him yeah live its own best life yeah what are you saying um, but it's been experimented on a number of times yes. it's a very powerful weapon yeah. um, when, according to S.H.I.E.L.D. one of the four biggest threats to humanity yeah when the symbiote is in full swing it can I've take down Wikipedia. Um, when the symbiote is in full swing it can take down the Avengers mm. um, as exhibited in Superior Spider-Man when it bonds with Peter Parker who is currently being inhabited by Doc, Doc, Doc Ock's consciousness yes, they bond together Venom. and he beats the Avengers mm. um, all of them no problem Smart and um, until Peter Parker's consciousness kind of separates them it was terrible writing it wasn't very good um, but it has been experimented on and has had a number of hosts. One of the more famous hosts recently is Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, um, Flash Gordon. And he became Agent Venom. Yeah. Um, and it was legs. a version of the symbiote that was controlled through sedatives mm. um, and worked for the US military. Yeah, and they had no legs. Yeah, and this is where they really began to expand the, the Venom lore. The Venom universe. Um, much to my chagrin. I don't yeah. know about yours. Prior to that, Venom had always been an alien suit, but his origin, the symbiote's origin, had never really been hinted at. You didn't know if the symbiote was a unique organism mm. Or if it was something else. Yeah. During his time... Or if it just fell out of space. Or if it just fell out of space. It was just a one-off. We didn't really know. And Mm -hmm. then what happened was... uh, Flash Thompson became an ambassador for Earth and travelled with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You can read this in the 2013 run of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is where we're introduced to Clintar. And Uh. Clintar is the home planet of the symbiotes. And so we start this awful origin story where the, the Clintar are actually a noble race of warriors... And the symbiotes are supposed to help. And we find out that human beings corrupt symbiotes. And it's all our fault. Normally symbiotes are noble. Mm -hmm. So we have... So basically what happens when you're a symbiote bonded to a human, if you're not regulated properly, is you get something like Carnage. Carnage is an offshoot of Venom. It's Mm -hmm. spawn of Venom. And it bonded with a serial killer. Spawn being the right word. And became... Yeah, I suppose, given the creator. Um, And then it became... um, 
real bad bloke. It became a real bad bloke. It's a, it's one of the more a powerful. Boldy. He's a real boldy. He's a real boldy. Uh-huh. Um, and he became that. That apparently is what happens when humans bond with symbiotes and aren't helped. Can't trust humans. So what happens is everyone who meets Venom in space spits at him and calls him a parasite. Uh-huh. And he's not allowed in places. Okay. So it turns out the parasites... This is where we get a sense that there are more than one venom. Right. I really don't like this no. as an origin. I don't like the idea of a whole planet of symbiotes. Also, do you think that the movie universe is going to last long enough to ever go that direction? No, I hope not. Yeah. It's, it gets very messy. Yeah. There's no need to bring space back into the Venom mm. saga. Like, it was fine. They were great characters as opposites spider-man mm. and venom they were great mirror characters well, this is the this is the crux of the matter though ben isn't it because yeah. every like we said earlier every every venom origin has the steps the stages the evil suit yeah the separation from peter parker yeah and the becoming venom yes and then the becoming a kind of begrudging good guy yeah it's a whole thing and the the new movie is going straight to step four it's going straight to lethal protector vigilante mm. venom which doesn't make any sense for me, for me personally. Do you think he's going to be Spider-Man-y in the movie? No, but I think people really want that because I, I came across a ridiculous thread on Threadit, on Threadit, uh, Reddit, um, where people were like... Threadit is a special Reddit for um, sewing, <laughs> sewing enthusiasts. Um, <laughs> and there are lots of YouTube videos popping up and the videos are like how Venom can still have the Spider-Man logo. Mm-hmm. And people desperately want this because one of the key features it's of, a dragon. of Venom you can say it's a is dragon. a big yeah is a big white spider that wraps around mm-hmm. um, its body. People are desperate to kind of have that Spider-Man link to Venom, mm-hmm. but you can't have that without Spider-Man. Well, you can. It's just as just... because it's like a grotesque parody of yeah. Spider-Man. But like That's... I said, you can you can do whatever you want. It'll just be bad, like Spider-Man Three. Yeah, but you don't want that. No, man. you don't want. You don't want. Break. We want a solid outing. But anyway, um, yeah. Now. Eddie Brock has been brought back mm. and we have the new Venom series and unfortunately we've retconned the planet Clintar. They're not a noble race oh, gone now, are they? of Venom. No, it turns out that Clintar is the symbiote word for cage oh. and they're being trapped on it because Clintar was their god and they rejected their god. Oh, it's a whole mess now. Um, I'm enjoying the new Venom because of the redefining of the relationship between Eddie Brock and the symbiote mm-hmm. and Eddie Brock is back to that protector, lethal protector kind of role the vigilante role the twisted justice very good um, and it's, it's all very interesting he's had a number of other hosts like Lee Price and there are offshoots other symbiotes we might cover that in another, video another day Ben because it's another anyway are you no hold on I was having a oh, thought there wait, a thought? remember I was having a thought earlier about um, characters whose origin yes is linked to other characters yes but then can successfully Punisher started as a Spider-Man villain he did but now he works purely on his own. Although he's a Spider-Man villain whose origin is not in any way linked to Spider-Man. Features in the uh, first outing of Anti-Venom, actually. Mm, does he? Yeah. Also, I was thinking... What? Xena. Warrior Princess? Yeah. Mm. She started life as a Hercules villain. Thank, oh, thank God you got out of that. But like, you could do a Xena Warrior Princess reboot, a new yeah. film, and you wouldn't even have to mention Hercules and yeah, no one no would care. I can't think of any others, though. No. Any other characters who got started with one thing and then kind of outgrew it or could now stand on their own? I suppose Nightwing? No. He's still very tired, But if you made a bloody Nightwing TV show and never mentioned Batman, people would 
shit him at the idea. They would, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you could definitely do a, you could definitely do a Xena without having to worry about Hercules. Mm. You could definitely do a Punisher without having to worry about Spider Man. Yeah. But I I just can't see how you can do a Venom without without bloody Spider Man because this is the whole thing. He's a dark Spider Man. He's a dark Spider Man. It's his whole motivation, and mm. it makes for really interesting interactions because it's mm. a really dark reminder of Peter Parker's mistakes, mm. which which we love in a Peter Parker story because yeah. Spider Man has to be miserable. I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Otley draw Venom. If he makes an appearance in the new run of Spider-Man, well, he's in the bloody covers. All he's the in the time. cover all the time, but I'd like to see him in. I'd like to see him in the comic because Ryan Otley does a great monster. He does. He does a, um, a good monster. Big a good, scary monsters. A good are Ryan monster. Otley's bag. Um, we're going through Michael's comic pull here. The, that's do the Anyway, um, are you a Venom fan? Do yeah. you hate? Oh, no, you're not do you hate uh, negative versions of superheroes? Do you find them boring? Are you um, a negative man? Are you a negative man? If so, can you positively charge Eddie Brock to have an anti-venom moment? Uh, no, but please let us know. Do you have a favorite version of Spider-Man's uh, villain Venom? It might be the animated series. It might be the comic book. It might be the ultimate, ultimate version, um, which is a far more monstrous version of Venom. And also a kind of technological bio biotechnology suit, not suit. an alien. Yeah, nothing to do with aliens. Um, so yeah, please let us know. Uh, <laughs> did you say aliens? I did say aliens. Yes. Yeah. Um, please let us know down below what you think. Also, yeah. as always, we are on SoundCloud. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Facebook. On the YouTube. We are on Instagram. We love a, an Insta comment. Yeah. Um, so please get in touch with us um, and let us know down below um, what you think of Venom I, thank, I'm curious to know thanks to the people who have been already reviewing us on iTunes uh, yeah okay thanks have we gotten some iTunes reviews yeah. oh we've gotten some iTunes reviews I knew that from the start of the podcast obviously <laughs> just testing Michael um, yeah thanks a million for giving us the review uh, they do actually help us quite a bit um, and we love to hear from you we love when you get in touch if you have any ideas for episodes um, mm-hmm. we're scraping the bottom of a shallow barrel of content oh, in our so own yes. lives um, so if you have an idea or you'd like us to do something let us know if you've been playing our drinking game which you can find on the Instagram created by uh, Michael over here um, please uh, let us know how it went um, and as always if you have any retractions for me let us know down below I'm always happy to eat my own words um, eat them Ben eat them eat them next week eat them alright bye bye